Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Joining me now from San Diego, where he's covering the Pirates, but we won't talk about them hardly at all. From DKPittsburghSports.com, he is Serbian reactionary, Dejan Kovacevic. Uh, Dejan, I want to talk about Tom Wilson. I hated what he did Monday. I hated even more the league's reaction, and I hated even more the amount of people in hockey and the media that defended what he did. It's absurd. A A low point for the season in a sport that seems to specialize in low points and stupidity. Well, you can call it a low point, and I'll agree with you, and I'm going to take it a step further and call it a pivoting point because I'm now seeing stuff from across the hockey world that is suggesting that maybe the Rangers didn't have a tough enough roster or other stuff like that. Oh, Mark Messier. Mark Messier just said it moments ago. I was was referring to Messier. Yeah, Messier, that's not the way I would have built that team. Uh, This is not a battle that hockey fans will want to lose because if we just take Pittsburgh out of the equation, and I know that's never easy when there's one team that you follow, but just look at the the team that the Rangers have. Yes, I know they didn't make the playoffs. They've got some holes. They've got young goalies, but they are as fast and young and exciting as any team in hockey up front. Mike Sullivan himself said that there's no team that gave the Penguins more trouble on the transition than New York did. That is not something that you want to blow up because of one thug. And I'm not even referring to Wilson. I'm referring to George Peros because he's the one that made the decision about the $5,000 fine. Yeah, he's got support behind him with Colin Campbell, the lead dinosaur who's remaining there. And, of course, Gary Bettman. Just Where's he been? He's hiding under a desk somewhere through all of this. Uh, this league needs... Uh, what was the Jack Nicholson line from the first Batman movie when he was Joker? Yeah, I, he, I would he know that. Out, this town needs an enema. This league needs that. It it's, really not gonna happen. it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But what this, can I, I'm going to throw out something really weird here. And I don't know if this is something that no, you thought about. You. Discussed, but, but where is, <laughs> but where is, where are the other teams and where are the other players? Where's anybody else? Well, in well that, that's the point. You know? Why it's not going to change, isn't it? That's exactly the point. Look, Mario Lemieux was the one who many, many years ago was the was the was really the pioneer with this, with his Garage League statement about what had happened on Long Island. And at the time, it was like, whoa, really? He said that. It's incredible. And you know what? Nobody else echoed him. Nobody got behind him. And nothing changed. And here we are in a different situation many, many years later. And 
I'm not going to exempt the Penguins from this. Where are the Penguins? You know? But but at some point, there's no reason to continue shouting out against the madness when you know it's not going to change. It's a waste of time, and you put yourself at risk to some degree. Owners can change it. And again, you have to admit it. You always have They, they don't want to. I mean, you know what, Dejan, this reminds me of you. I know, This Mark, reminds me of you with problem. that our team, not his crap. I mean, seriously, everything you're saying what has no chance of happening. Where are, you, where are you mixing that? Because you're campaigning for something that, that can't happen. I'm not. I'm suggesting that there's something very, very real here. When, when, if, if and when owners do get angry enough, with this sort of thing. It can't They're just be what it happens to. to your They're team. They're not going to. Okay, so just give up, Mark. I mean, that's been your answer for a lot of stuff lately. It's just, you know oh, what? Just give it, up. It, oh, well. You, you know what? It, it is my answer for hopeless situations. It's not going to change. Hockey is what hockey is. Well, you just, you were comparing, was when I was in the studio a couple of weeks ago, the, the reaction of some of the fans in England to when they didn't like the way things were That's going. That's right, with because their they have team. balls, and their okay, media well, has balls, and okay, their managers well, and players have balls. Well, maybe some people should find theirs on this side of the ocean. Am I out of line for bringing that up? It's not going to happen. Saying that? It's not out of line. It's a waste of time. Okay. No, I mean, you're probably, you know what? The thing is, the thing is, you're probably right, but you're yelling at the guy here who actually has taken the correct stance on this. And you I've know taken that. the correct stance all day, but I know nothing's going to change. I wish it would change. We actually we're yelling at each other when we completely agree on something, which is nuts. Well, no, we don't agree on where this is all headed, which is back to probably a more Neanderthal version of hockey. That'll be the reaction. I think you're right. Because when the no, league I doesn't fix right. it, Brian Burke and Hextall have to go out and get somebody that can counter Wilson. They have to. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, 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 that's why I said, I used that term earlier, pivoting point. And if you're a hockey fan, at least speak up. Do it through whatever means you can. Well, I'm too busy arguing with Bomani Jones, but I'll get around to it at some point. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, what does it say when Matt Cook calls Tom Wilson a predator? I mean, who would know better? That was awesome. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about the Matt Cook thing is that's the Capitals fans' answer for everything. Actually, anytime any Peng- any any Pittsburgh fans get upset about anything, they throw Matt Cook back in their faces. But it flies in the in the factual face of what the Penguins did and what Mario did specifically. But they waited a long Matt time Cook. to do it, didn't they? They did, and they they and they're and they're guilty of that. But at least they did it at some point. At least they found a, a breaking point. The Capitals just embrace this guy like he's a cause, and they're not going to let that go. And you're never going to see Ted Leonsis or anybody below him speak an ill word or back off in any way, shape, or form from supporting Tom Wilson and everything he does. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, and I... Almost get it, because if it's not going to change, why not take advantage of it? Jonathan Bomboli from the Trib had a great point yesterday when he pointed out that uh, 
the NHL tried to steer all its teams away from fighting, and most of them complied. And now all these teams, including the Rangers tonight in the rematch, are wholly unequipped to deal with Tom Wilson. That's why Godzilla keeps rampaging through Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's actually it. Because if you think that Tom Wilson wouldn't be a changed individual, not after one fight, not after a couple fights, but after having to answer the bell every single night the way he would have in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and, of course, in the 70s, he wouldn't have survived a week. Well, he wouldn't have survived uh, back then. You're right, because, like, I can tell you for sure, Bob Probert, where he's still alive, the classic fighters from back then, they'd have no respect for Wilson because he goes after the weak, he avoids the tough, he is everything that those guys were not, and I mean that in the well, worst actually, way his possible. Own, his own teammates in the 70s wouldn't have had any respect for him, if that's what you mean. It wouldn't just be opponents. His own teammates wouldn't have any respect for that sort of thing. And the fact is, they didn't. We can cite dirty players from back then uh, who were treated as such. Um, I, I just, I feel like this sport was just getting to a point where you know we saw goals coming back. We saw excitement coming back. We're starting to see actual offensive records being challenged again. And yes, some of them are more dubious than others, but at least you're seeing them. It's not unthinkable that someone could catch Wayne Gretzky. Uh, that's that's what hockey needs to have. And this is just... Oh, right. Now the playoffs are right York. around the corner. We're talking about Tom Wilson and this controversy. Right. 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 In, oh, not, not to mention, in New York, right where the NHL would most want to have its biggest public spat in, in front of the national media. Uh, Sid wrestled with Konechny last night after Konechny slew-footed Rust. And Lars Eller, the Capitals, and some scrub from ESPN compared that to what Wilson did. So we've obviously all lost our minds. But Sid shouldn't have to do that. And that bothered me a lot. Any other Penguin should, but not him. Yeah, but that's also, you know, what you get in this scenario. You know, if you go back to, uh, you know, the times, what, was it 10, 12 years ago, the last time Sid had anything to pass for protection? Um, you know, he, he still really basically had to fight his own battles anyway, not necessarily after the fact, but it's not like people stopped taking runs at Sid or Gino or Latang just because there was a guy who was dressed as an enforcer. Mark, this stuff is so, I mean, all you have to do is call the damn rules. You know, you don't need any of this. You don't need to have that that 18th guy at the end of the bench. You don't need to have... Uh, all kinds of unwritten this and unwritten that. All you have to do is call the rules and enforce them as they are written. It is a simple one-off solution. And yes, I know what you're about to say to me, but they're not going to do that. And they're not, but that doesn't mean that it's not the problem. Uh, Where are the Penguins at right now? That's a decent win last night after a big loss Monday. Geno's back, Matheson's hurt. What's the state of the Penguins right now? Uh, they're facing headless chickens. I, I don't pay. I don't. I don't make a lot out of these types of games, and, and the same is going to apply to the Buffalo game. Remember what Brian Dumoulin said after the the huge comeback the Devils made the one night. He said, "Listen, they're sending every defenseman in the house. Those aren't rushes that you ever have to defend in the playoffs. Uh, they have nothing to lose. They're just going for broke." We saw the same thing with the Flyers. They, they weren't playing any defense at all. They were just flying around. Uh, and they do have enough talent to score goals. 
I don't think you're going to see much different with the Sabres uh, over these next couple of games. What you do want to see from the Penguins, what I'd like to see between now and whenever it is that the NHL figures out that the playoffs start, but that's another subject, is that the Penguins would just keep getting healthier and getting tighter. That means offensively and defensively. That won't be easy against Buffalo, but if you go into those games and you just say, listen, whatever the outcome is here, we're just going to defend. We're just going to get into playoff mode and not worry about anything else. I think that would be a good goal for this team, in particular the guys like Gino who are coming back. Where's Gino right now? I think he looks okay. I mean, off his game, but no more so than you'd expect in two games. And he is getting points, which you need from him. Yeah, and with Gino right now, what, what you just need to see are his legs. You need to see him him moving and have him. Uh, show confidence in his legs. And you know what I'm talking about. He has that special burst, especially through the neutral zone, when he really, really gets going and you say to yourself, whoa, there's Gino. Um, he needs to have a couple shifts like that this weekend against Buffalo. But here again, he just needs to be healthy. Um, get accustomed, uh, reaccustomed to Kasperi Kapanen, get accustomed to his line. And again, if everyone just focuses on defending this weekend, stay tight. Stay close. Support each other. Multiple just, sticks just, on the puck. Just I start think. playing playoff hockey. That's it. Regardless of your opponent, regardless of the score, just start playing playoff hockey. Yes. Uh, I think the Penguins would beat the Islanders handily. I think the Penguins would beat Washington. I think it would be a difficult series and certainly physical, and who knows who Tom Wilson might kill. Dejan, I don't think the Penguins could beat the Bruins in a best of seven. I mean, they could but I don't think they can score enough goals to eliminate Boston. They can. I think they can because the one thing that Boston still doesn't have, adding Taylor Hall doesn't mean you have more than one line depth. Yes, they have one spectacular line, the Bruins do. Uh, but Taylor Hall and David Krejci don't represent forward depth. Uh, you know, when, when Bruce Cassidy himself is criticizing their third and fourth lines, as he's been doing for a month now, for being unproductive and, and at, at times not even looking like they have roles on the team, uh, that tells me that the Penguins can take advantage of their depth. And the Penguins, they don't have a first line. They do. The Penguins have a great first line, but it's still not as good as the one Boston's got. But I'll take the Penguins' two, three, and four lines over Boston and wear them down over a best of seven. But that said, there's two Karask at the end. Well, here's the thing about the Bruins where it, it does give me hope when the Penguins play them. The matchup used to be Bergeron against Crosby, but then Chara against Malkin, and Chara's no longer there. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a variable for them, including on their penalty kill. I mean, Zidano, you know, even in his older age, still has that ridiculous reach and everything else. And the Bruins' defense core, in addition to being banged up, uh, hasn't been all that steady for a while here. So, look, it, it hasn't been a great matchup for the Penguins. I'm not going to lie; Boston took five out of the eight match, five out of the eight meetings uh, this year. But I, I, I don't look at Boston and their depth and think, wow, there's a team that's absolutely going to beat Pittsburgh. Finally, uh, one bucko note, because other than this, I don't give a damn, but Rich Rodriguez retired 27 hitters in a row, the relief equivalent of a perfect game. What will that add up to besides him getting traded? Well, I mean, ideally it'll add up to him getting traded. And by the way, it's 28, Mark, so get it right. It's not 20. Yeah, but you don't 28. need 28 to do a perfect game. He's not Harvey <laughs> no, Haddock's of relief. No, he's also given up only one hit 
all season. That's the most amazing stat of all. Uh, if the Pirates are lucky, they will find a team at some point to grossly overpay, as they tend to do for closers. They might be able to pull that off with Tyler Anderson as who, well. Who got the hit? Go back to, uh, it was uh, Eric Hosmer of the Padres back on April 12 at PNC Park. I think, the, power, I think the Pirates should trade uh, Rich Rodriguez for him. Well, the thing is, now the I, I, the thing is, again, this is this is what you want the Pirates to be doing this season, and there's going to be people at the time when it happens. I know oh, that, no, but I don't care. Trading their good players again, you know? No, no, I think but they should do is, that. I think they should trade all their bad players for all the other team's good players. Well, it's the other way around. It's all their good players for the other team's prospects. But yeah, kind of well, like you, that. You just don't want to win. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Mann. Time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.